a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is Ben Swinger. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. How low can you go? What are we doing tonight, Ben? I think we're going to pitch some clicks. Pitch some clicks. Yeah, play a little click pitch. We're going to ramp that up, or are we going to... I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna go the classic, go the classic. One word, one word each. One word each. Hmm. Okay. So the name of the game is Click Pitch. Mm-hmm. We each have a random word generator. We get a single word. Yes. We take those words. We throw them at each other, verbally. Yeah. Yeah. Verbal, Not physically. Uh, verbally. Verbal expulsion. And then when we. Uh, ha- when we get those words each, we we somehow condense that into a mm. game design. We savor them. We mull we them savor over. Them. We sort of do a little. We mull them over. We we do the we do the little um the sniffing the sniff, of the like the bouquet of the word. Yep. Um. We we swill it around the mouth a bit, and then we spit it into the bucket when when we're done. With yeah. It. And then the game's like, in the bucket. I think in the, the game's in, in the metaphor because yeah. they're going to mix. It's a, it's a game bucket. Yeah. Yeah. They all kind of mix together, and then. That's this podcast. So yeah, the, the podcast it- is the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> bit bucket. <laughs> exactly. The bit bucket. <laughs> um, cool. That's, that's certainly not a thing by Atlassian. No. Um, I'm sure that made perfect sense to our audience. Um, so do you want to click? <laughs> Gratitude. Hugger. <laughs> oh. I've, uh, I've been, I've been sort of. On a bit of a Veronica Mars. Okay. Wanted to watch it again. Mm. And I get, you said hugger and I've just got this, this like detective sort of game Mm. where you're trying to find a serial hugger. Oh, that just comes up behind people. Against consent. Non-consensual hugger. Non-consensual hugger. Mm, Okay. I don't like the idea of kind of that local PI kind of thing. Yeah, like a, a non-traditional PI in some sense, in a in a contemporary setting, um, in a contemporary noir. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, take the, take some of the noir tropes, but yeah, I mean, as Veronica Mars did. Um, yeah. Are we? Is, is this a, a licensed VM game, or no, are we no, just inspired no. by? Okay, no. Um, so. I mean, the the place was called Neptune, and her right. Oh, and Mars. Her name okay. was Mars. So you play so the Betty. Name is Mars, and you play Betty. And Betty the- Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and you live in the suburb of Venus. <laughs> yeah, Betty Jupiter, who lives in Venus, for sure. <laughs> oh, Uranus. <laughs> 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 no, let's not let's not go down the easy poop here. <laughs> I didn't now, say show Uranus. Me <laughs> um, okay, serial hugger. Mm. So, oh, this is you know how Veronica Mars was set in a high school. Mm. This is set in a primary school. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So you're like a nine year old, nine year old, and your dad's also a PI. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he, okay. And so, I mean, that that's probably good because the serial hugger then is a little bit more innocent around oh, like, what they a kid who just, just kid comes up behind. Yeah, but nobody likes behind it. people. It yeah. makes them uncomfortable still, and yeah, just yeah. Um. 
Okay. So what are you, what are the tools then at your disposal? Uh, are you going around sort of trading lunches with people to get information? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that. Using um, your you, you, toy binoculars. You, yeah. You're, you're searching for who stole the kids lunch money and, um, yep. you know, you, you're doing little, little jobs here and there, but the, the main, the main thing that you're trying to find out is, you know, who, who hugged little Billy? Um, <laughs> in- who hugged little Billy? Oops. Sorry. That was me. Moving my hand dramatically across the, uh, imagine, a bit of imagine ASMR there. Yeah. I'm imagining the title screen. Uh, I like that. Um, I like the idea <laughs> of really t- t- taking it seriously, but you know, you're typing on your little toy laptop and stuff. Or like a laptop made out of, uh, you know, cardboard boxes that's been just the keys have been drawn on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's functional for some reason. In, it's in the game. 100% functional. Yeah, because it's your imagination. 100% functional. It's, it's, you know, um, so magical realism. When, when you solve all these all these little things, obviously, there's a lot of gratitude that comes your way. Yeah. Um, yes. And you can trade that. In fact, the currency is gratitude. Oh, sort of like interesting. Yeah. You can-, you can Get favors and mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. Solved, yeah, yeah. You so solved someone's crimes before. It's it's kind of like um, in other games they may do hint coins or something like that. But I like the idea that it's like it's gratitude oh, right. points yeah. that you can you can you can cash actually in for cash in hints, to basically. Well, it's not really hints. No, but, but it gives more, you some more more information. Yeah, more information that you wouldn't have had if you didn't like you. I think you can solve it without. Yeah, doing it, but you know, if you engage with the system, you're going to have a more rich experience mm. because you're going to. Um- so I, I, I like this as a um, using some of those mechanics from the Curse of the Golden Idol um, mm. or the Case of the Golden Idol, whichever one it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's like it's a school worksheet, right? You filling yeah. in the gaps of the school worksheet, dragging in things. And, but the rest of it is more of like a third person. You're walking around the, the schoolyard, you know, uh, getting to know the other students in your class. Because I'm also picturing it as maybe like a bit of an episodic thing um, mm. where, you know, yeah, you've got the one case and it's sort of involving one or two of the students and you get to know them a bit. Um, but there's this whole cast of characters that, you know, the next episode might focus on a different student and their problems. Um, yeah. Get a bit of a like, I'm sort of thinking like, I feel like- do you know those those shows like Magic School Bus or something where there's like a whole gaggle of kids, but and there's a couple that always stand out from the beginning, but over time you get to know like oh that's Jenny or whatever you know um, that sort of that's thing. Betty's best friend Brian. Yeah, exactly. He he likes magic for some reason. Yeah, yeah. He's the <laughs> weird kid who <laughs> wears a top hat everywhere and <laughs> and tries pulling a, a paper rabbit out of out of <laughs> his pocket. <laughs> Yeah. Like not a hat, it's just out of his pocket. But yeah. it's always there. You can see the ears. Yeah. Like also, he turns out to be the hunter. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But the bunny told him to do it. Oh yeah, because that's not better. <laughs> that's not. That's 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 yeah. It's okay. His imaginary friend whispered it in his ear and told him to do it. Yeah, Harvey. <laughs> Harvey. And it's yeah from the movie Harvey. I don't Harvey's know. a Harvey's a giant bunny. Oh, I don't know that one. Okay, yeah, maybe it was, on click. I thought maybe that was the name <laughs> of the the bunny in uh, Donnie Darko. No, it might have been because, like, I mean, Harvey is a very well known like movie bunny that was 
yeah. imaginary that. Yeah. Yeah. It was just way creepier having that Dunny Darko buddy talking to a nine year old. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go and hug them. Okay. Three, two, one, click. Yeah. Dwindling. Perfecta. Perfecta. That's interesting. Yes. One whom <laughs> who perfects, I suppose. I'd say so. <laughs> um, or, or, it's, or it's more perfect, perfecter. Perfecter. Is it O-R or E-R? E-R. E-R. Okay, perfect. Oh, I mean, that. yeah, perfecter. <laughs> more perfect. <laughs> oh, no, hang on. Perfecter. Yeah, sure. Right. As in, you have perfected this, not- Yeah, okay. That makes a little bit more sense. No, fuck it. It's perfecter. Perfecter, like, okay. Pers- like, it's more perfect. They were perfect. perfect, and now they're more- <laughs> Now they're perfecter. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then what's dwindling? Hmm. The perfectness of everyone else, because this person is so perfect. Right. Like, they're so perfecter than everyone else. Everything just has to be perfect and perfecter and in line- yeah. And is this a, a villain origin story where, like, yeah, if you're not perfect and getting perfecter, then you don't belong. You're going to fuck up those teeth. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> not every villain we have has to be a dentist. <laughs> but this one does. <laughs> I guess no. that kind of makes sense from perfect teeth. But no, we did dentist stuff last week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what are, I mean, what other sort of uh, prof- profession- Needs to be would, perfect. Would sort of, yeah, foster that level of perfectionism. Ooh, okay. Is it just someone who, like, has a store and they need everything to be, like, you know, laid out perfectly there? Ooh, you you saying store sort of brought me down the idea of we haven't actually seen, like, a game that uh, goes down the, um, goes down, like, the OCD route route. Mm, mm. and maybe, you know, this character could be in charge of a store, but the problem is that they, they have severe OCD Mm. and you cannot move on in the story unless you perform your rituals. And, um, I know the, I know it's a little bit hard because neither of us have, yeah. you know, these sort of, I think if we're getting into the true OCD-ness, then that's definitely, Gives us less to play with from a um, comedy perspective. Yes. But that's not to say there's not value in, certainly value in a game, I think, that would explore that and try to uh, communicate, you know, how that might feel. Yeah. It brings me back to when we had um, Emre on and he was talking about Mm. the game that they were doing that- uh, was to do with Alzheimer's yeah. and, you know, you walk into a, into a room and then, you know, you turn the room completely room changes. Yeah. 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 Well, I wonder how, and again, we, neither of us have OCD. I don't know anyone with OCD. I know sort of general ideas about it. And it is, it is around compulsions, right? Like it's obsessive compulsive yeah. disorder. So I wonder if in a game setting you could do things like, I mean, like you said, you literally cannot go past certain thing, like, continue without doing certain things. Yeah. But I wonder if you can take that a step further with, like, the controls and stuff. Like, the mouse, if you try to move away from the thing you need to be doing, like, the mouse 
slowly stops responding or like springs back. Yeah, or- it gets to a certain point and just will not go past this point. Yeah. And if you if you stop moving the mouse to that point, it does slowly start going back to it, like drifts back to what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, um, and I mean that would be frustrating for the player, but that might be the point, right? Like you must do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, there's some interesting things you could do there with- I kind of like the idea of, like, it doesn't start out that way, but your character starts developing, developing habits. Developing mm. based, based on, you know, your choices early on, like, that just becomes a routine that as, you know, it'd be something that you'd have to look into what what can be causes, what can be triggers of this That's it. It's definitely the sort of, sort of game you'd, you'd want to consult. Um, with people on, but I, but I love, I like that as like, I, I think a really interesting way that games like, you know, interactive games can do more than just if you were trying to explain it, you know, in, in some other way. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. I don't know enough I know about it's OCD not, and, to continue. <laughs> I, know, I know it's not very funny, but it's it's like it. No, sometimes it interests me. Sometimes we just run into these, yeah, run into these these ideas. I think that are um, that would be really interesting for the right people to explore, and then I want to see the results. <laughs> but, I, I can imagine just playing a game where you're trying to leave the room, but you have to turn the light switch off seven times. Yeah, but I think yeah. what would be important is. Not just like, oh, your objective is flip the light seven times. No. It's, th- it's that you cannot leave. Sort of, yeah, some sort of real visceral, physical, uh, you know, trying to communicate how that feels in someone's mind to to doing that, um, which is- which I can is imagine because it's a hard- first person thing where, it, where it's like you're trying to turn away, but all- your your vision starts tunneling in and all it's got focused on is well or you do something interesting in almost a similar way to that alzheimer's one you know you need to flip the light switch you turn and you're still facing the light switch yeah but not in just a like weird you've fallen out of the map in doom mirror way <laughs> um, <laughs> but in a in a more you know it, it feels like it stays physically consistent but somehow wherever you turn you're still facing the thing you need to you need to deal with because you just, yeah, you can't defocus from it essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. But let's cool. three, two, one, Th- click. Three, two, one. Mm. Click-a-de-boo. Click-a-de-boo. Shampoo. Is that your word? Yes. Jim. Oh. J-I-M or G-Y-M? No, G-Y-M. Okay. Shampoo at the gym. Okay. This okay. is getting very shower with your dad vibes to me. <laughs> shower with your dad simulator. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. There, there's there's something about a shampoo bottle, a communal shampoo bottle at the gym. Well, is it a communal shampoo bottle or is it like an abandoned shampoo bottle? It's sort of about like who- It was abandoned and it became a communal it became one. became communal. But it's like- um, do you play the shampoo bottle after hours and it's- <laughs> You play the shampoo bottle and it's just- It's just from the POV of the shampoo bottle as you get passed around between all these naked dudes in the- <laughs> Uh, and the conversations that, that, that they have. That's how and- it starts. And, and as you get past, like, as, as you see the, the bottle go across, that's when the name comes up of, oh, of right. each, each, 
like starring each member voice actor, starring Hugh Laurie as the shampoo bottle. Hugh Laurie. Um, <laughs> Hugh Laurie is the shampoo bottle. <laughs> I'm thinking because 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 we watched um because we started playing the quarry and that whole intro sequence. Right. You know, I'm 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 literally seeing you know some awesome music and it's rather serious of this shampoo bottle sort of being I thought passed you were, around. I and- thought you were going to say the performance capture and it's got Hillary's <laughs> face sh- on the shampoo perfectly You see the captured. behind the scenes. You see the behind the scenes <laughs> and he's, he's got like this big blue- Big foam, like, yeah. Thing with head and shoulders written on it. And- <laughs> no, no, because they had that in post. It's just blue. It's just taped on. It's just to give him a sense of where the edges of his bottle is. Uh- <laughs> okay, anthropomorphic, you know, shampoo and condition. Yeah. So, who plays the conditioner? Um, for some Stephen reason, Fry, James A. Caster came to mind as another comedian. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like with the stereotype to put uh, Hugh Laurie and Stephen Fry back okay, together. Okay, so Stephen Fry was actually the original owner. Yeah, he shows or he's up the for antagonist. Sure. He's the antagonist. Oh, who's the antagonist of a shampoo bottle? Is it the all-in-one? Making the shampoo I, I think, obsolete. I think, I think it's the conditioner. Oh, the conditioner. Is, but that's the anti- Why is that the antagonist? They work because, hand in hand, surely. Because you, you know that head and shoulders is a two-in-one. Oh, so it's and the standard. So, Hugh Laurie is the two-in-one. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, so- yeah, yeah. Sorry. Hugh Laurie is the two-in-one and Stephen Fry is the standline conditioner. Right. That never gets used. That never gets used anymore. Okay. And- uh, in flashbacks, you see the conditioner literally kick um, the the two and one out oh, onto the ground. Okay, so I in feel front like front of the naked dude. I think I think the conditioner though is not literally um, drop the soap. <laughs> <laughs> I think the conditioner though is is not communal. Like someone brings that conditioner in, and the sh- and maybe it's who the shampoo used to belong to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bald guy. <laughs> It's a bald guy, but he heard that rubbing conditioner in your hair, in, on your scalp, will make it grow back. Um, or maybe, or maybe the he he washes the other hair on his that body is like a like a hair tonic or something. Um, I mean, I, all I can, all I'm picturing though is Hugh Laurie doing the performance capture for like someone squeezing him onto their heads. Oh yeah, they the, the literally got those guys in in like the. You know the the superhero suits. You know the bodysuit yeah. things, and they're just they're squeezing him. So you you see the indent sort of <laughs> go, and then in in the actual capture they turn it upside down, and so it looks like he's right, you know, right. And the the facial of ah, you know, just getting you know the shampoo squeezed is out. The, of him. Is the whole of the shampoo their mouth? <laughs> <laughs> so it's less than just on the front like bottle and it's more somehow a weird like they have to look up and just vomit out this uh... <laughs> now, now I'm just doing this to make Hugh Laurie have to do undignified things <laughs> but but it's a it's a really you know kind of fun uh, coming of age tale um, okay what what else does Hugh Laurie come across in this gym? Yes. Okay. So, I mean- Lots of water bottles. Um, 
There's the a anabolic whole- steroids. Like there's there's a whole like oh, well, gang well, like the. Maybe a not gang as far of, um, as the steroids, gang but of at syringes. least like the. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's getting too dark. That's like extreme, but I feel like like the weight powder and stuff. Right, they're like, like nerds. The- <laughs> they're, they're all nerdy. Like, oh, you have us, and you can get strong. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all like skinny and weak and got glasses. And- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, I don't know. The discarded, <laughs> like, gym towel in the corner. It's just yep. crusty with sweat. And- Funnily enough, his name is Jim. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a gym. J-I-M. Yeah. 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 Jim the gym towel. Uh-huh. This is weird. It is. So good, though. <laughs> so good. That's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just for the Hugh Laurie vomiting shampoo through performance capture. I mean, come on. Yeah. Pothole. Consulate. Oh, okay. Well, this could maybe just be the inciting incident for something where there's a pothole outside the consulate. Yeah. Um, which creates some sort of international incident. Ooh. Is it one of these potholes that starts off as a pothole but becomes a sinkhole because it doesn't actually get, like- Attended to, and turns out there's more problems with the land outside this consulate, and it starts a war. It's because they there's some mineral that unobtainium. Uh, yeah, it's unobtainium. <laughs> they discovered it was there was a there was a vein of it uh, at this certain place, and they built the consulate on top of it in this other country's. You know, yeah. uh, or, or and they've been or it's vibranium, it. and this is this is you know part of the Marvel universe. It's part just of so the Marvel happens. universe. Okay, <laughs> so it's definitely the US. Then have just like put a consulate on some other country's soil, and have been secretly mining vibranium from beneath the consulate while oh, otherwise see, I, keeping I thought, up pretenses. I actually thought this was on US soil. And no, because you know the consulate, it, you know the consulate <laughs> was accidentally put on there, and then the US were trying to, oh. you know, secretly dig it out from underneath them when they realised, because <sighs> that's something that the US would do. <laughs> I mean, they're both something the US would do. Um, is, is this about like um, the maybe the US finally gets a consulate in Wakanda? Yeah, um, but they've started like trying to steal shit. <laughs> <laughs> trying to steal the vibranium. <laughs> I'm not enough of a Marvel nerd to figure out the story beats around this. I know, but I, I do I do like the idea of it doesn't even have to be Marvel, like just yeah. the idea that this this whole thing has started a war between these um obviously once allies because you know yeah. there's a consulate there and yeah. all this sort of stuff, and now a simple pothole has actually turned into a into a you know, international incident that. Mm. All right. Well, well, what I like to do when I'm uncomfortable with with putting actual uh, current day uh, countries and stuff yeah. on blast, move it to space. Yes. We're on a different planet. Yes. Maybe they're all fucking aliens. Who cares? Yes. But yes, now now you're you're embroiled in this political kerfuffle that they're on the yes. brink of war. What's the? Who are you? Are you just like? A lowly, um, you know. I, I like the idea that you, you, you're consular like, employee. 
You're just stamping passports and things or whatever. Like, I kind of like the idea that you're like the media, the media uh, person. Okay. For, yeah. You know, like as in the, the press, press secretary or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh, I see. Right. Press sec- Yeah. Okay. Working within the government, talking to the media. And so your whole thing is you need to spin <laughs> right. this this whole thing to, to your- Constituents dialogue based. This is a good thing. Yeah. And you're effectively choosing the right thing. But of course, the people in control, like they are making stupid decisions and you've got to justify. Right. You know, it's, it's the old, it's the old, um, impro thing of leap, then justify. (laughs) Well, they leapt and they leapt fucking far. Yeah. And they left it to you to justify. (laughs) Yep. Um, so is it, I mean, so how does this play out then? Are you, you know, choosing responses, or are you like putting together a, a, a statement? I think you're putting together the, the the brief. Yeah. So you have conversations, and those conversations, you may get some buzzwords from. different Are we going people. for like the Aaron Sorkin style, like walk and talk? I kind of like the idea of you know in games like Assassin's Creed and stuff now you'll or like red dead redemption or something where you, like you're following someone and it'll kind of it'll line you up with them and you'll be walking at their pace yeah you can just hold it hold down a button and it'll just keep that and, pace yeah it keeps yep. that pace you're doing that but with people walking around this busy office and you're just getting yeah, snippets of it. information they start talking to you about what they need and and at any time you can veer off into another you veer conversation off and they just keep going and they start talking to someone else and yeah exactly yeah um <laughs> i love it it's just there's all these different walking tracks throughout this whole office yep. and all you're doing is you're you're dealing with your one consulate, mm. like that, um, they've decided to go to war over this whole thing. And you, I think the initial conversations are all about, you know, beware of the pothole as, you, as you're exiting the drive and all this sort of stuff, you know, it's, right. It it's starts a off bit and the sinkhole hasn't even happened. It's just right. Yeah. Actually, I like that, that you're like the press person. I don't know what the actual role would be. It doesn't really matter. It's an alien government. Um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> You're the, the, the press glog who has to, <laughs> uh, who, who, you know, yeah. that's now the name of the, the episode, press the press glog, uh, <laughs> who is just dealing with, yeah, this small, small consulate in like a, a, a mostly, you know, uh, they are an ally of, of your country, of course, but yeah, whatever, they're, they're not, nothing special. And so, yeah, your day to day when you start is just you're trying to you're trying to talk to people. Well, there's a pothole outside the consulate. Like, what should I say about it or whatever? And everyone's just brushing you off because um, they've got more important things to deal with. Uh, and that's sort and of you'll, your you'll get a couple almost. of little buzzwords of, of that people have sort of said that you you get in one light, but you can you can spin that mm. to. Mm. To a different sort of light, so yeah, I like um, that. And and uh, I mean, and again, almost we've we've already used this inspiration this uh, uh, this episode, but like in the case of the Golden Isle sort of thing again, yeah. it's almost like yeah, you're unlocking words that you're then going to be able to plug into your speech later, um, yeah, or your they're, they're basically or something. throughout the whole game, you are you are building your vocabulary, yeah, yeah. like. Yeah, and, and you're you're getting new describing words, and well, you know. that's good actually because I like I like then having uh, particular words that you can use multiple times in the same sort of situation. But yeah, you get a different take on it when you use it again. You know, if you're talking, um, if you're trying to deflect uh, yeah. a question or something, then you know you've got certain phrases or certain things that you can use. Um, but if but if you rely on something too much, then the then you know the media starts picking up that it's like oh that's your that's your that's crutch your and yeah for sure 
And so it's all about like, I like the idea that you, you have time, time slows down and mm. you get to, yes. you get to craft the best answer. And yeah, yeah, that's fun. So yeah, I think that tutorial, it's almost the tutorial of you, you get a few of the, few of the words, few of the phrases you need by talking to sort of the more important people who are going about like other international incidents or like what the president's gonna, you know, do when he gets to fucking such and such. And then you go out and you talk to the people about the pothole. Uh, yep. and as you finish like the, you know, your third question or whatever, it collapses beneath everyone. <laughs> Like the road it collapses, but the reason the reason why they're they're actually so angry is because the president was, you know, of the of the of your your yeah. country was just driving into the in over the pothole at the time that it just collapsed into the sinkhole, and you've now got a a, a major right. incident on your on your hands that you're. I don't know. I kind of I kind of like actually. What if the tutorial is you manage to get something signed which lets you fix the pothole and so you're out there and you've crafted your statement it's like yep we're fixing the pothole and like they come out with a with a fucking jackhammer or whatever to like clean it out so they can fill it properly and it just get, dun, 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 it just goes claps. straight through <laughs> yeah and it's just like whoa, your face just like drops uh and as, and as the as- reporter's like Come the in. press gallery all just collapse in on each other yeah. because they all happen to be standing, yeah, basically like, in the driveway. Well, because like, they're all watching it, they all, all the cameras were there. <laughs> um, it's like government actually get something done <laughs> was going to be the headline, <laughs> but then it turns out that your government has been yes mining under everything, stealing their resources, uh, and then you have to start spinning that as yeah. that comes and to then, light. Yeah, first it's just the hole. And it only comes out a bit later that, wait a sec, there's, like, remnants of vibranium or whatever, an obtainium. Um, they were found there, and, yeah, you find out that stuff. <laughs> MacGuffin. MacGuffinium. <laughs> MacGuffinium. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the episode. Uh, <laughs> MacGuffinium. MacGuffinium. <laughs> I do like that. MacGuffinium. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of love that. I love that then, yeah, you, like- you get pulled back inside and then it's back to fast talking, going between conversations. Now they're actually listening to you in some ways, but also just like they, they still don't, you're still not important at this point. It's not until you actually start managing to spin some of these worst things um, that you start kind of getting a bit more status and a bit more respect. Uh, but yep. yeah, and the, I-, I like that a lot. That's really cool. <laughs> It'd be, it'd be something about it difficult to actually make um, from a writing perspective and that sort of thing. But I, I love yeah. the idea of it. Yeah, especially because, you know, I think you'd need a real systems-based sort of thing. Kind of, yeah. I mean, in a way, but you'd have to have all these pre-written- Like, I'm sort of picturing it as like- A version of Storylets that I don't even know kind of works from- It's almost like- uh, you'd have to have all these conversations written and recorded knowing that the player might not see most of them in- like when they play, because it's really depends on you're gonna have to have multiple oh, you do places. It in, they get you different. do it in an indie way, whereas like you know, it's you know, um, you know Charlie Brown's parents talking. Wah, 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 wah. Oh yeah, but you still need stuff. <laughs> oh, you say, but then you just get the keywords out. <laughs> you, you just you write down the text on the on the screen like that. Well, but even then, like, just the writing though, right? <laughs> just just having that written yeah. is 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 tricky. Um, 
Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I like it. Oh, we're done. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Got carried away. Uh, Yeah, well, that's all we have time for. So if you want to find the rest of our episodes online, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. Check them out. Leave us a review as usual. And uh, enjoy. Do you like the song that we play at the start and the end of the episode, Ben? I certainly do. do. Mm. That song is called Mount Defiance and it's on the album Containment Failure and they can be found at curados.bandcamp.com. For a little while. While the site is still away. (laughs) (laughs) While the site is still alive. Yeah. That's right. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. Press Glug to continue. (laughs) 